It's time for the Hockey Writers Grind Line. A weekly show covering everything Detroit Red Wings. Brought to you by our own iconic top line of Wings writers. Sit back and enjoy the grind. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Grind Line here at the Hockey Raiders. I am your host, Matthew Zator, and as always, I'm joined in by my line mates, Devin Little and Evan Sabrin. Uh, Devin, welcome back. Uh, we were at one, one game healthy scratch. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. I, I definitely, um, you know, deserve the benching. It's been a minute, so I've learned my lesson. I'm ready to play hard and uh, get back to that grinding style we're known for. <laughs> <laughs> It's good stuff. And Evan, how's it going? Good, man. Good Thanksgiving. And it was a good week for the Red Wings. So all in all. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm in Canada. I don't have Thanksgiving here. I already had that in October. But uh, happy Thanksgiving to all our American viewers, which are probably most of you because they're uh, Red Wings fans. Although they're probably Red Wings fans in Canada, too. So um, shout out to everyone that's watching the show. Uh, but um, before we get into this episode, which is a lot of positivity because the Red Wings have one, two in a row now, including one against the Boston Bruins. Their Bruins have lost two games in regulation. Guess what? Both games were have in common. Red Wings have beaten them both times in regulation. So they're the only team that have beaten the Bruins in regulation this season. So that's a pretty big accomplishment for a team that's only lost twice. Uh, in regulation. But uh, before we get to all that, uh, we at the Hockey Raiders have recently expanded our offerings uh, with a Substack dedicated to every team. So I was one for all the day's best articles. Red Wings fan, you don't want to miss any of this great content we are producing right now. Red Wings Substack makes that possible. Sign up for the THW's Red Wings uh, Substack. It'll get articles delivered directly to your inbox multiple times a week. And we also offer a premium subscription that gives you access to exclusive content you can't find anywhere else. That includes game chats, game day previews, specialized articles, and all that fun stuff. So join now, get a discount annual subscription, and the sign-up link can be found in the video description below. All right, now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to our one good, one bad uh, to start off our show, as we always do. Uh, Devin, I'll let you go first. Uh, what's a good and a bad from this past week here? I'm just going to kind of do some all-encompassing uh, goods here. Uh, yeah, two wins, right? Uh, the games in Sweden weren't all that fun. Glad I wasn't here to uh, wasn't wasn't here in the last episode to sulk about it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm here to enjoy the good times, right? Um, and then, like you said, Matt, you know, they beat the Bruins, and they only and they are the only teams to, to uh, beat them in regulation. So if they happen to sneak into the playoffs and have a matchup against the Bruins. Uh, I hope that Bruins fans are shaking in their boots because apparently the Red Wings are their kryptonite this year. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, and then my one bad, um, honestly, it's one of those weeks where I don't even know if there is a ton of bad. Just I don't want to dwell on, you know, there's, there's good juju going, right? I don't want to dwell <laughs> on any minor thing there's going on. Um, but I will say um, that it is. Uh, it's. So this, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of squeak this in because I wasn't here last time to talk about it. Uh, it was upsetting to not see uh, Bergren or Edvinson or any of their other Swedes that are in Grand Rapids make the trip to Sweden. Um, I focus in on Bergren on this one because he was with the team last year. I'm sure when uh, you know when it was announced that they were going to Sweden this year, Bergren thought he'd be on that trip. Um, and for him to not be with the team when they did, I'm sure he was a little disappointed. Um, I'm I'm hoping that uh, in the not too distant future they make uh, another trip to Sweden 
when they have more of their Swedish prospects and whatnot on the team, and they'll be able to uh, be even more well-represented um, on the ice instead of just the alumni that uh, they kind of had to boast while they were there. Yeah, it was only Lucas Raymond, right? That uh, Yes, Raymond, yeah. Swede, which we, you know, <laughs> Red Wings are known for their Swedes, only one on the roster in that game, so of those games. But, yeah, that's how it goes. And, Evan, uh, give us a one good, one bad from this past week. Well, the good was today. The power play looked actually good. You know, two for six on the power play today. I'll even count. I'd even say three for six because that goal that Fabry pumped in from Daniel Sprong uh, came right at the right at the end of it before that uh, the defender gets out of the box. Um, it looked good. There was really good puck movement today. I really liked what I saw, especially these last two games. And uh, the bad, the bad's kind of a gross one. I don't know if you guys saw this. But it was uh, on the post game show, and I don't know what Chris Osgood was doing for Bally's, but he literally was calling the game shirtless. I don't know if you guys can see that up in the booth. And uh, yeah, the someone someone up there tweeted out. I'm not going to say that person's name, but uh, yeah, that's going to be their new rallying cry now. So we might have to see more of shirtless Chris Osgood, who even admitted in the post game show that he really needs to start tanning. Uh, but uh yeah funny moment today it was a good day uh glad things worked out it's been a good two games here yeah i know we talked about at the end of last episode about how they were gonna do on this uh two games in this week and well looks like really good so uh nine outscored both the devils and the boston Bruins combined nine to two so uh had the shutout and alex line got that shutout which is pretty pretty great uh, for a guy that we kept saying he's got to start more games, well, put on, you know, maybe he should. <laughs> he's got a shutout under his belt there now. So, um, but yeah, and outscore my good is outscore is basically yeah beating the Bruins twice and outscoring them at ten to six. So that's a team that the Bruins are really good defensively this season, and you know the Red Wings have been able to pump ten goals by them. So. That's pretty good. I mean, like you said, Devin, if they meet them in the playoffs, which it's a possibility, right? If the Red Wings are towards where we're thinking around that wild card and the Bruins are going to be right at the top, they may be a first round uh, opponent. So um, it's good to have that history in the regular season so far, already two wins and pretty significant since the Bruins haven't lost in regulation other to the Red Wings. because they've been really dominant this season. So uh surprisingly uh, and we keep saying the Bruins are going to fall off one day here, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be this season. Uh, we'll see if it's going to be next season. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like they just keep figuring it out. Um, I don't have any good bad this week, really. I mean, uh, Red Wings have uh, kind of turned, turned it around since that Swedish trip. Now I guess it's only two games, but uh, they're going to be playing the wild uh, coming up here. And then the Rangers and the Blackhawks. So, I mean, one really tough opponent and the other two, maybe uh, they're they're not doomed too well, but we'll see how that kind of goes. So I don't have a bad, so I'm not going to give a bad. <laughs> I'm not going to reach for straws here. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our more, po- more positivity and uh, talk about Lucas Raymond. Man, he's on a bit. He's not just on a bit of a hot streak. He's on a, a crazy hot streak. He's got, uh, well, he broke his goal. I mean, he was scoring a goal a game for the past four games, but couldn't score today. Uh, he did score in the last four. So he's got, yeah, he's doing pretty well. Uh, after we were saying, well, he maybe kind of dropped off when he got to Brinkett scoring a ton of goals there at the beginning. He wasn't really scoring. He's got eight goals now. Uh, 
Evan, I'll start with you. Is this just a hot streak that he's on, or is this a start of something really good and he's going to break out? Yeah, I'm hoping it is. I mean, he looks he looks he looks like a completely different player than from last year. I mean, last year he's he's giving up that puck and not taking the shots, and this year he's he's toe dragging, he's firing it at the net. You know, he did have an assist today. He did ring one off the post in the third period. Um, and you got to remember, this kid's only 21 years old, and uh, mm -hmm. he's he's still he's still a little kid, you know. But uh, no, though he put on the weight this year. He's not getting you know he's winning puck battles. Uh, he's great on the four check, and uh, I, I really like what I'm seeing out of him. You you can see the confidence just oozing out out from him under him. So, yeah, he's he's looking good. I I think he's going to be the real deal, and you know Stevie Y might have to pay up <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah he's only 21, and it's amazing seeing how how good he's started. Even though you know you said well may have had a little bit of a sophomore slump last season. I uh, still had 17 goals. So I mean, it's not like he was fell right off the map, but uh, on pace for now 35 this season, which I, uh, you know, thanks to the hot streak, but yeah, he's on pace for that. Devin, what do you think about Lucas Raymond's performance lately? I mean, like I say, he's, he's just been dominant uh, putting the puck in the net. Well, uh, Evan has brought props recently, so I want to <laughs> make sure that I highlight my bobblehead here. Uh, Lucas has been real good. Uh, seven points in his last eight games. He uh, was arguably the Red Wings' best player when they did play those games in Sweden. Um, and it seems like that has carried over back here in uh, here in the states. Um, I I know it's it's pretty well documented on the show that I'm a huge Lucas Raymond believer. So I'm inclined to say that this is this is a sign he's coming. Um, I. Uh, it's one of those things where he's, he's definitely a player that needs to have confidence. Um, I think we saw that a lot last year where he just wasn't able to get confidence going and it showed he was easy to knock off the puck and he wasn't sure he would hold on to the puck a little too long or he'd force plays that weren't there. And now the pucks are going in for him. The plays are being made and that facilitates um, or that, that creates confidence, which then facilitates offense. Um, and I think that he's a player that as long as he kind of kind of just continues to do what he's doing, he's, it's it's sustainable. I don't think he's doing anything crazy that um, won't be sustainable over the long term. Um, and also for what it's worth, too, that I think is important to highlight here is that it, at least in recent games, they have broken up that top line mm -hmm. of Debrinket, Larkin and Raymond. So he's not just doing this with the other two best offensive forwards. He's he's doing it. Um, I don't want to say by himself because he's not, but. Um, it's not like he needs those two guys to do what he's doing. And that's, that's mm -hmm. a good sign. Um, and then kind of my last point here is, um, it's also a very good sign that he's scoring because I've, I've never really doubted that he can be a playmaker. In fact, that's kind of what he was really billed as coming out of his draft season. He was going to be more of a, uh, a facilitator than a, a finisher, but you know, like you said, four goals in four straight games, and he's on pace for north of 30. That's mm -hmm. a pretty good scoring forward, right? That's that's um it's not out of the uh, realm of possibility to say he's gonna have a 30, 50, 80 season. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a breakout season, if you ask me. So um really, you know, <laughs> to, like like Evan said, there he's he's added strength. You can see it, he's got confidence going. Unless unless uh he runs into like a just a bad streak of bad luck. I don't see the stopping. Mm -hmm. I think I think this is uh, kind of going to be remembered as the year that Lucas Raymond really arrived in the mm -hmm. NHL. 
and he's gonna like <laughs> he's gonna want the money too. Uh, Absolutely, his three-year entry-level contract money. done. So, <laughs> I <laughs> and Eisman's got to re-sign him at the end of this season. So, um, yeah, he's gonna be worth quite a bit if he scores thirty and uh, on pace for that right now. Um, our my off the rush question is gonna be that uh, Evan, do you think he hits thirty this season? Um, what do you think about his goal tolls at the end? I think he does. I, I really see it, and you know, these. The chances have been there, and you know, like I said, he's he's not afraid to shoot like he was last year, and we, we saw that way too many times where he was giving up shots that we knew he should have taken. You know, even the crowd, you could hear uh, the crowd react when he had wide open looks. But <laughs> I think I think somebody in the organization hammered it home with him, saying, "Hey, you know, we need you to shoot the puck." And you know, he's been doing he's been doing a great job. I'm I'm very very impressed with him. Yeah, for sure. Devin, do you think uh, he'll hit thirty this season? Oh yeah, I, I I'll even I'll, I'll even like call my shot here. I'll say he gets thirty three. <laughs> there we go. I, I'm gonna say he hits he hits his projected thirty five. Um, I always like going the higher and getting be more optimistic, and that means he plays all eighty two games too. So hopefully that rings true. He did play all eighty two in his rookie season, so uh, it's not like he's and seventy four last season. So he's not injury prone by any means. So we'll we'll see. Uh, if he can hit that 30 goals, stay healthy is the biggest thing. Um, but yeah, he, he he's sure just, he has impressed me too. I mean, that one thing about, like he was scoring goals in his rookie season. He had 23. So, I mean, but now that, like you say, Evan, he's shooting a lot more. Uh, he's getting those, those chances and, and putting them in. So he's also not just scoring against the lower end teams too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he scored against the blue jackets, but the devils, the Maple Leafs, uh, Bruins, uh, they're and the Islanders, I would say, is pretty pretty significant too because of their goaltending. So, um, you know, he's not just scoring against the lesser teams and the lesser goaltending too. So that I think that's a big um, a big thing too. All right. Well, uh, before we move on to our next half of the show, which we're going to be talking a bit about uh, former GM Ken Holland, but uh, until we before we get there. Um, just remind you of the Substack that we have here at the Hockey Writers uh, Red Wings Substack. Make sure you're checking that out. We've got a lot of different things. You, you can sign up for the free version, which gets you uh, two or three times a week um, articles from all the writers here at the Hockey Writers from the Red Wings team. Uh, and we also have a premium Substack, which gives you game day previews, exclusive articles, game day chat, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, check that out if you're in the description below. I hit that link and take that. take a look. All right. Well, let's move on to our next half and talking about Ken Holland and the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, the Oilers, yes, they did win today, but they have not done that well this season. They're in the basement of the Western Conference. Um, it's going to be a matter of time before they start looking to move guys and stuff like that. So question is, uh, I'll start with you, Devin. Should Eiserman look to the Edmonton Oilers to make a deal with his former mentor? I uh, because, I mean, like I say, the Oilers may be making some moves if they don't uh, turn it around here. I definitely think it's a situation worth checking in on, right? Seeing what uh, what Kenny's thinking because, you know, they're kind of in a, they're, they're in a different space than the Red Wings are. The Red Wings are hoping that they get to the playoffs, and if they're in a good position, they might add. They also might not. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's in the air still, whereas the Oilers are very much expected to be contending for the Stanley Cup this year. And where they are right now is not that. <laughs> um, 
So you have to think that they're, you know, they're going to be trying to look to add and try to fix whatever's going on mm -hmm. over there. Um, maybe they need to actually call a plumber and try to see what's in the water because uh, something's, something's off there. Um, but no, I, I definitely think it's worth checking in on seeing, you know, they have three goalies is, is one of their goalies. Can you, can you get a, uh, a good offer for one of them? Is there interest in one mm. of them? Um, same thing with, uh, like a defenseman or even like a forward. They've, they've kind of got one extra player at each, like they have one extra forward. They have one extra defenseman. They have one mm. extra goalie so they can shed one of them in any, in any position and kind of, um, go from there and see you know what they can get in return um i imagine that they red wings wouldn't be the only team trying to do mm. this so you know it's not exactly a slam dunk but for a team that's desperate to be in the contending conversation um like the edmonton oilers and considering they're not you got to think that they're they're you know like i said they're a little desperate to make something happen and to turn things around so if you can capitalize on a team that is feeling the uh, the pressure of unmet expectations, you should pounce on that and see mm -hmm. if you can't um, get them to overpay to try to fix their problems. If okay. you can uh, convince them that that's what you're, you're selling them. Yeah, for sure. Um, it It's interesting. We were talking in the last episode of should the red was make any moves and it's, it's hard because some of these guys are maybe not wanted um, yeah. around the league, but it'll be interesting to see if they do target that, because depending on where the Oilers are, I mean, there could be a point where the Oilers are like, well, we're out of it. Let's start selling off. Um, or like you say, they could be buying to try to turn things around. But uh, they're also a team that's really difficult to have make moves because they're right up against the cap and some players that they don't, you know, other teams may not want either. So like Jack Campbell, he's there, I'm moving him. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Evan, what do you think about it? Uh, should they try to make a deal with with Ken Holland or uh, kind of avoid uh, the Oilers? I don't know. I was looking at their roster today, and you know, you'd have to we'd have to gut our roster for a Drysdale or McDavid, and I don't think they're <laughs> going anywhere. They, they traded Wayne Gretzky a long time ago, and I, I think uh, it would be more hell on earth in Edmonton if McDavid went. Um, I think they're gonna keep going this path. I mean, I I don't understand how they're struggling so bad because mm -hmm. they didn't have a lot of turnover on that team. Obviously, something's wrong with McDavid. He hasn't been played up to the levels far. He did have a great game today with four assists. Um, I, I just don't know what we could get from them. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I wish back in in uh, was it 2017 or 18? Uh, we had drafted Evan Bouchard instead of Zadina. That would have been great. But, uh, <laughs> we, we misfired on that one, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, if it's Zach Hyman and Nugent Hopkins, they're in the wrong age or for mm. where our rebuild is is headed at at this point. Um, no one's taking a Vander Kane, and we've had enough of that. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't know yet. I, I think the the Oilers might wait it out a little longer, but I'm not gonna put any bad moves by Kenny Holland because he he mm. made some bad decisions before he left this team, and you know got us into some trouble with some of the big contracts that he handed out. Mm. Um, you know, when you think about Ablocator and Cleary and Erickson and all that, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a possibility. I'm, I think they're going to give it a, a little more time, especially coming off that big win today. Uh, see what's going on and faking gel. So, yeah, up in the air. <laughs> it's something to definitely take a look at. Uh, either way, I mean, you know, the the Oilers, if they do turn it around or 
make moves to try to turn it around. That's something to look at. Or even if they are selling off, I mean, and where, again, where the Red Wings are at that point too. I mean, what are they doing? Uh, we don't know uh, where they're going to be around the deadline or who knows. I don't know when the Oilers are going to be making any moves. I mean, probably sooner rather than later if this, uh, like I say, that win today may spur something, but they had that a few games ago too. So <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I don't know what's happening over in Edmonton, but we'll see if any deals can be made um, around the deadline or any, or before that. All right. Our next thing is in the spirit of Thanksgiving and uh, Evan, I'll start with you. Uh, what is one thing the Red Wings should be thankful for this season so far? I mean, there's a few things we could probably pick from, but uh, what do you got? Uh, I'm thankful for Debrinket. I mean, having this guy here has just been great. This is this is the goal score we needed, and he's been as good as advertised. Uh, it's it's nice to have. We haven't had you know we haven't had a fourth goal score since Marion Hosa, <laughs> and this guy's on pace for more than that. So, uh, I'm very thankful that he's from Farmington Hills, Michigan, and that he's very good friends with Dylan Larkin, and that he wanted to be a Red Wing, and that we brought him home. And uh, <laughs> I, I I couldn't be happier seeing that cat play because he's he's good. He definitely is. He did. He did score today too. So uh, that's uh, yeah, he, he's cooled off like we'd expected. I mean, we, he wasn't going to go as crazy as he was at the beginning of the season there, but he still has a really good uh, goal total so far. So definitely, definitely fitting in in Detroit. Mm-hmm. All right, Devin, what do you got? Uh, what are you thankful for uh, or what the Red Wings should be thankful for? So everybody at home real quick, uh, knock on some wood with me. <laughs> uh health i think they should be thankful for outside of robbie fabry really uh, everyone's been pretty healthy uh wallman had that scare um coming out of uh sweden but then he returned for the next game generally speaking the Wings have maintained good health this season and that's uh that's rare uh usually around now there's at least one like severe injury that you're dealing with but again outside of fabry they've been they've managed to stay healthy um, now, obviously, there's uh, maybe a downside to that. Um, you're not able to uh, get those kids in and try to mm-hmm. see if they can win a roster spot. That's how that's how Bergeron won his spot last year. Um, that's how most kids seem to win their spots is somebody goes down with an injury and then they come up and take that spot. Um, so if you know if, if you're if you're like us on the show, and you want to see the kids play. They haven't really got had that chance yet. But um, I'll take a healthy roster over a non-healthy roster any day. <laughs> Um, now, obviously I probably just jinxed it. I'm sorry, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I think they definitely should be, uh, should be thankful for not any, uh, debilitating injuries thus far. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a big thing. And yeah, like you say, there's only been one, um, significant one and that was Fabry and he's back and lineup too. And he has he's scoring too, which is, which is yeah. good. Uh, and that's, that's something that, uh, we weren't sure of how he's going to come back from the injury, but looks like he's. He's looking pretty good. Yeah. I'm even in such a festive mood. I'm going to compliment Jeff Petrie today for his play. He made a great play on pasta, <laughs> pasta coming in. And, you know, your eyes, I'm sure the goalie's eyes are turning big like saucer saw that. And Petrie came out of nowhere and <laughs> knocked the puck out of the way. So, uh, you know, I think if you've been listening to the show the past couple of weeks, everyone knows I've been pretty hard on Petrie, but I was, I was glad to see that today. And I'll, you know, I'll happily eat some crow with my leftover turkey for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm gonna say the running should be thankful for all their new additions fitting in. 
Um, you don't know when, when, when you sign guys in free agency or get them in trade, you don't know how they're going to fit into the team. And all of them have, I mean, you know, Jeff Petrie's had, had his moments, but he still looks pretty good for, for coming in. It's not like he's, he's a bad influence in the dressing room or anything like that. I haven't heard anything like that. Um, so, I mean, all the additions have been, have had their good moments with the Red Wings, which I say is not always a thing, especially when you bring in so many of them and they've all have, have been really good, especially up, up front. I mean, can you say a forward that's been bad? I mean, that came in. I can't. So, I mean, they've I all been Daniel really good. I, I'm in love yeah. with Daniel Sprong. I love his game man. love his game. Yeah. It's, it's looking like he's like, we weren't sure how he's going to do um, this, you know, coming off when you say, well, he, he's not going to do that again in a fourth line role. I mean, he's not really playing. Th- he's like third, fourth line. He's bottom six. Right. Um, but he seems to be able to go all over the lineup, which is great. I think his versatility really helps. Um, and that's what he did in, in Seattle too. So that that's great that he's doing in Detroit too. So yeah. Thankful for all the new additions fitting in. All right. Well, before we uh, end the show, we're last off the rush and uh, I'm going to ask two questions. So uh, first, Devin, uh, since we talking about the Oilers, ideally, who would you like the Red Wings to go after? I mean, depending on I guess it depends on if they're looking for the playoffs or not, but we'll say they're looking towards the playoffs. They're in a playoff spot and they want to bolster the roster. Who are you going after on the Oilers? Uh, Connor McDavid. What do you mean? No, uh, <laughs> Other than the guys you can't get. <laughs> no, I honestly, I'll even say that like realistically, I think dry might be a better fit for the Red Wings. Cause then you have cider and dry there and that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but you know, since we can't, uh, haul out the easy ones, I guess. Um, I, so this is maybe just me really loving kids and, Swedish players and all that good stuff. I kind of want them to maybe take a look at Philip Broberg, honestly, and maybe give him a chance and see if he can um, kind of real start to realize his potential in Detroit because he hasn't really done that in Edmonton. And maybe that's a product of the of the Oilers kind of being a contender over the last couple of years. So they haven't really had the opportunity to really add a um, a young guy like Broberg into the lineup. Um, but one other guy I'll throw out to you just for the sake of throwing it out um would be actually ryan mcleod um i really have i've always really liked his game mm-hmm. he's kind of big he's kind of he's kind of like uh kind of reminds me of like michael rasmussen but with more speed uh mcleod's actually a really good skater for his size and he kind of um is a really good fit in the bottom six and can um make a lot of contributions that don't show up on the box score necessarily i think he'd be kind of the quintessential um bottom six addition at mm. the deadline that teams typically go for um, and I don't think he'd be super crazy. Um, I don't think the cost to acquire him mm. would be super crazy. So um, in terms of, you know, adding a young piece, Broberg, in terms of maybe adding like a, you know, a, a, a playoff pusher, uh, Ryan McLeod would actually be mm-hmm. my guy. Also has a ton of speed. Uh, he, he is really fast. All right, Evan, what do you got? Uh, who would you go after on the Oilers? I know you threw out a few names there, but uh, <laughs> before, but who yeah, would you? I, I'm not, I'm not up for gutting the roster for some of those bigger names, mm. but uh, I mean, why not Zach Hyman? We've got half the Michigan, half our team's Michigan <laughs> alumni anyway. You know, get, keep getting the band back together. These Michigan kids seem to play well. You yeah, know? <laughs> they know their style. Whatever. Not, don't think we can take on that kind of a contract. Yeah. But, uh, 
that that would be that would be my fun one because like I said, these Michigan kids are they're fun to watch. You know, yeah, I think yeah. Comfer's been a really surprising addition to me, and he's played he's played really well mm-hmm. in his role. So Zach Iman. All right, there we go. Yeah, that works. <laughs> All right. And the final question is uh so they say at American Thanksgiving, the teams that are in the playoff position, they usually make the playoffs. Guess where the Red Wings are? In a playoff position at American Thanksgiving. So, Devin, do they make the playoffs? Does it does this hold true? <laughs> well, uh as as uh longtime viewers will know, I'm a I'm a big Christmas guy when it comes to that uh that conversation. Um I think it's I, I don't think they do. I think that there's still it just kind of comes back to the Atlantic division. I still think it's a very stacked division and a lot would have to go right for the Red Wings to squeak in. Now, I feel more confident about them being in a playoff position at Thanksgiving this year than I did last year. Yeah. But I think that just kind of that says it right there, right? They were in a playoff spot last year at Thanksgiving. And by the time Christmas rolled around, they weren't anymore and they finished outside of it. So yeah. um let's let's uh let's ask this question again in a month and we'll uh we'll see where we're at. We did this last season too. I, I believe yep. we asked the yep. same question and then we said, let's watch Christmas. <laughs> and they weren't in the playoffs at Christmas. Yep. So <laughs> Evan, what do you think? Uh, are they going to break that? <laughs> that well, I really, I really wanted James Reimer this question and duck this one because I'm just, <laughs> uh, last last week I was, you know, miserable and blah, 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 but then this week they come back and beat the Devils and the Bruins, and you know, it's it's up and down. It continues to go. If if they can find their consistency and you know and stay healthy, even though Devin just jinxed them for that. <laughs> Uh, uh, I I think they can push for a spot. I I think they can push for one of those wild card spots and maybe make some noise in the uh, first round or something, but it's, it's going to take a lot of things to go right. Uh, Again, injuries, uh, more consistent play, but it's like I said, man, up, down, up, down, and it's looking (laughs) a little better these last two games. So I'm going to be more optimistic today and uh, I'm going to say they can, they can squeeze in that last playoff spot. All right. I'm going to say they are going to make it into the last playoff. So right now they are tied with the Tampa Bay Lightning, top that wild card race uh, with 23 points. I'm assuming that's updated. Um, sometimes NHL.com does not update the standings right away, but I'm pretty sure this is up to date. Um, they are tied with the Lightning for that. Um, yes, the they also have a game in hand on the Lightning too. And Philadelphia two points back. So, I mean, yes, very early. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens are three points back, too. So, it's kind of weird some of these teams being in the in the vicinity of the playoffs. But, um, yeah, and they would be playing the Bruins uh, to start. Uh, no, wait, never mind. I'm thinking the wild card, the first one, that would be the Rangers they'd be playing first. So, no, they are they – are, <laughs> I forget. The last wild card spot plays the, the top. Um, so, they wouldn't be. But they would be in that realm of potentially playing them. But yeah, I, I'm going to say they are. I, I'm going to be optimistic and say the Red Wings make the playoffs in that final wild card. So we'll see where they are at Christmas. We'll ask the question again. But uh, very good showing right now. And I like the goal differential, plus 11, which I don't think they were there um, last season at this point. Have to look back at that. But I don't think they were in the positives uh, in the goal differential, which is great to see. 
All right. Well, there's another episode of The Grind Line. Uh, thanks, Evan. Thanks, Devin. For I just realized your names are pretty similar to it. <laughs> Evan and Devin. <laughs> Evan and Devin. Um, Sorry, Matt. For... We're going to have to change your name to Kevin now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for joining the, the show. Rules. <laughs> and we'll see where the Red Wings are at this time next week. But uh, make sure to check out the Substack. Uh, got a lot of features there. You can get your articles at or a newsletter two, three times a week. I also can sign up for the premium sub stack. Lots of stuff there. The game day chats, game day preview, uh, exclusive articles, lots of fun stuff there. Um, and make sure you're following us on Twitter at uh, THW Grindline. Uh, check out all the articles of the hockeywriters.com. Got lots of great stuff coming out and um, hopefully more positive stuff as well as we get into the next week. But until next time, we'll see you in another episode of the Grindline. Go shirtless, Ozzy! <laughs> <laughs>